morning. Welcome to episode 51. 51 from Out from the Cube. We uh, celebrated our 50th, whatever a celebration is, as Edie Vardell from maybe a month or so ago says you are what you celebrate. So we are kind of uh, celebrating, I guess, that we got to 50. That was a milestone we put out there and we were excited about uh, getting to episode 50. We had a gentleman on named Corey Poirier if I'm pronouncing that right, but even he mentioned on Friday that he's not quite sure how to, how to pronounce it. Um, we had him on as our 50th, on our 50th episode as really our 17th or 18th guest. Um, so Corey, if you wind up listening to this, really appreciated your time. It was uh, a, a cram packed, so to speak. Uh, we didn't have a whole bunch of time. The, his window was small. Uh, we will plan on getting him back on if you enjoyed that episode. I really enjoyed the episode. Last week was um, I'm holding up, for those that do watch on YouTube, I'm holding up my weekly notes. I am going to post these on uh, LinkedIn as well this week. And as I prep for this Monday morning, I kind of go through here and highlight what, what touched me, what got me going, what gave me goosebumps, what motivated me, what inspired me. Um, and I highlighted, and as I look at this note sheet, I, I, I probably highlighted 80% of this possibly. Uh, there was a lot last week that I really got a lot out of in the books I was reading and the uh, some of the podcast stuff that I got to. So I'm really not sure where to start, um, but I, uh, well, let's do this. I'm going to start with um, I, I'm going to start real quick with my weekend, uh, just to talk about what I did this weekend. I did absolutely nothing this weekend. I watched football this weekend. I watched the Food Network this weekend. I cooked this weekend and did nothing other than that. Um, I did work out. So that those were two wins. I did work out on Saturday. I did work out on Sunday or workout, meaning I went and ran on Sunday evening yesterday. Um, but essentially, other than that, it was as low key a weekend as I've had. And, he, and the only reason I bring this up is this. When Friday night rolled around, uh, met with some friends, had a good time. Saturday, uh, laid around, watched all the preseason uh, pregame football stuff wound up just drinking coffee, making a big breakfast, doing this sort of stuff. And then laid around. And then um, Sunday rolled around, kind of did much more of the same. Now, I'm going gonna, uh, gonna to defend myself in saying that I do a ton of football literally every night with my children, football. I do a ton of basketball with my kids literally almost every night, um, where when it's 6.30 or 7 o'clock, I'm in a gym, I'm working my own kids out, I'm working other kids out, and uh, we do basketball every night. And then typically on weekends, we do games, where we just have games all weekend long. Um, and this was the first weekend, um, for those that may not know or those that do know, um, I, we are a split family, so I'm a single dad raising, uh, helping to raise two kids. And then this weekend, because we are a split family, they were with their mother this weekend. So the boys, my boys were with their mom this weekend. We did not have any basketball. I did not have anybody to work out. I did not have anything to do. And that is the first time that has been like that in many, many, many months. So it was a total downtime for me where I got, where I just felt entitled to sit around and do nothing. So I preface that with me defending myself that way. Now, if you buy into all this stuff that we're talking about in this podcast and reading about and the things that motivate me and inspire me, that, you know, what a perfect time to crush it and get after it and do these things. Maybe I've been neglecting because I have been so busy with my kids and with basketball and work and clients and uh, other commitments and events that I end up going to. What a perfect time to 
do my to-do list that I haven't been able to really conquer and get done. Yes, you uh, without question could say that. And now that it's Monday morning and I've got a couple of uh, a, a bunch of coffee in me and I'm juiced up about my week uh, and I reflect back on my weekend, I'm like, well, shit, that sucks. Yeah, I did not use my time this weekend wisely. So what does that have to do with us and me leading into this weekend, to, this week to have a better week? I did have a good week last week. <clears throat> but what can I do? What does that have to do with this? What this has to do with this, and I've talked about bookends, and this is me just being reflective on my weekend, my week leading up, and how to better handle weekends like that moving forward, is this. I was most motivated to conquer my weekend last night at 6 o'clock. So last night at 6 p.m., I was, uh, you know, kind of regretful and uh, at, that I had squandered away a whole weekend of not getting things done, either around the house or some with some ancillary type things that I do with the podcast or with some other things I do or whatever it might be, even with clients or my company where the, the company I work for, whatever it might be, right? But I was very uh, regretful that I didn't conquer my weekend. But it was simply because at four, maybe four o'clock, 3.30, four o'clock yesterday, I met up with some friends and we went on a run. We went running around a park here, Creepport Park, and we went running around uh, uh, this lake that's out there. And so, and I'm, I'm trying to get back into being healthy and fit and exercising and doing things like that. But as we ran that, and it's three miles, maybe two and a half miles. And as we were done running it, I was juiced up and it just made me think as I was walking to my car, this is how I need to start my weekends, right? My sister-in-law, uh, brother's wife runs on Saturday, somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 18 miles every Saturday. That is how she starts her Saturday. And I'm willing to bet that, uh, that she conquers and crushes the rest of her weekends. I know she does because I just know her and her personality and how she gets after things. What's that have to do with us? And what's that have to do with me leading into my week to make sure I have a great week and that I'm prepared and that I have the right mindset is simply this. That that little small thing I did yesterday at 3 o'clock impacted me in that it created momentum for me. So my key word for this week, my theme for this week is going to be creating momentum for myself. And it's small steps. It's getting up, it's getting outside, it's running, and then it's sitting around saying, man, shit, if I had just done this Saturday morning at seven o'clock, I think that would have bookended my weekend perfectly. Perfectly. Instead, this is exactly what happened. Took two melatonin, which helped me sleep, these, this little sleep aid, melatonin, that my brother says is healthy for me. So whatever he says, I go with. So I think it's healthy with, for me. So I took some melatonin Friday night, slept in, which I never do. I typically get up at 5 o'clock on weekends, 4 o'clock on weekdays, and I can't sleep in. So I wanted to sleep in, so I took some melatonin and slept in till like 8.30, which never really happens cup of coffee, bunch of sports center, and then got hooked on who beats Bobby Flay on the food network, which made me think I could cook anything in the world. And, and, you know, it figured out how to make, you know, uh, crab cakes and all that sort of stuff and watch that till noon, then finally got moving. Right. So that's my day, right. Instead of getting up and running and all this now, 
uh, a friend of mine who happens to work with me says, George, it's okay to have those down times. Don't think you always have to be running at 100% to be successful or to be inspired or to motivate or get things done, whatever it might be. I get that. I do need that downtime as everybody listening to this needs that downtime to just take a deep breath and say, man, okay, I deserve this. I need this, you know, and I felt I needed that. But it's just my mindset. I'm not suggesting now on Monday I would have done anything different for my weekend. I'm just suggesting that I need to build momentum earlier in my day and earlier in my weekend than Sunday at seven at, at four or five o'clock. Because it's all about just that momentum. It's all about the first step. So right here it says in my, uh, if I can find it in my notes uh, from this week, because momentum was a part of it right here. This came from um, Ed Milet. Um, and Ed Milet says, hard work combined with the right skills will start getting you momentum. Hard work with the right skills will get you momentum. Now, for those that don't know and however you consume uh, content this day and age, we talked about this a little bit with Jason Wells on Thursday when we recorded an episode, but this, this whole mindset of, of, um, how to, you know, not, not a mindset, but how you consume, uh, how you consume content. Um, Ed Milet is somebody that I really started listening to in the past couple of weeks. I've actually reached out to him on LinkedIn and have, uh, uh, he has responded to me, not that we got a dialogue going or anything, but he's just kind of quickly responded to me and, and said, thanks for the appreciation I've thrown at him. Um, but he had, he has a great interview on YouTube. So search for, if you happen to watch YouTube videos, search for Ed Milet, M-Y-L-E-T-T, -T, I believe, and Dean Graziano, I believe. And it's a great hour and six minute uh, recording of them sitting on a deck on Ed Milet's house, in Ed Milet's house on his deck overlooking the Pacific Ocean in Malibu. Phenomenal, but a phenomenal talk. Um, and much of what I've highlighted uh, leading up to this talk um, or some of my thoughts leading into the week come from that conversation. But hard work combined with the right skills. Hard work, in my mind, being not just that you're grinding it when you're doing it, but the mindset for me, this is me. The mindset for me has to be to take the first step. I was talking with someone yesterday about things I've just got to work on, things that I've acknowledged in my life, things I really want to improve upon, things that I could do to make, you know, some of the relationships uh, that I have in my life um, better is really just kind of taking the first step, creating action, creating momentum, doing things when they need to be done. Now, I've heard this from, uh, from a lot of men that, you know, that can uh, empathize with me, this, I, this, this thing of just procrastinating. Well, I'll get it done. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll get it done, but I may, you know, I'm going to get it done on my time, right? It may be six months from now. I'm going to tell you right now, my garage is destroyed and it doesn't bother me, right? There, but but I, I have no urgency to clean my garage and get it done. It will get done. It's just going to get done when I want it to get done or on my time, right? There's another thing in here that says, I'm not a control. This is from Ed Milet and Dean Graziano as well. Most of the, it came from Dean. Um, I'm not a control freak, but I just don't want somebody telling me how to live, right? And boy, I think that's me. And I don't think that's, um, I don't want somebody telling me how to live, but it's also, I'm not a control freak with it. So some of these things that are kind of on my mind really center around momentum. I, my, my challenge, if you are like me, if you listen to this podcast and you are like me, um, 
And uh, one, I really appreciate everybody listening. Just a, a, a kind of a, a plug for the podcast. Just, uh, I said this last Monday. Last Monday, we finished up our best week, the best days, uh, best month ever. Uh, we are now at episode 51 recording now, and we had our, without question, our best week. We just finished our best month, and the month of November has started off incredible. So this is, this is really, people are, I really appreciate you listening. If you could just do me one favor, and I say this at the end of every podcast, maybe you do not make it to the end of every podcast, but if you could just go on to uh, um, iTunes and leave a review and a rating, that would, that would really help us out. Um, that, I would really appreciate that. Um, so, but my, what I try to do is to have a theme for me and my week and my mindset moving forward. And if you're like me, it's got to be momentum this week. It's got to be creating momentum. How's about this? As I kind of talk this out and think things through and talking to myself is I'm going to create momentum this week. I'm going to have better mornings. Dean Graziano in this interview, and it was a really impactful interview. If you spend time listening to this, I'd even say stop listening to my podcast right now. Go find that podcast or that YouTube video and watch it, right? It is, it is that good, and it's better than anything that you'll hear from me today, right? I would go listen to that. But the idea in my mind for this week is this. I'm going to create momentum. The one thing that Dean says in his interview with Ed Milet says, and, and, and as you're driving to work, ask yourself this question. What's the first thing you do in the morning? What's the first thing you reach for? Okay. I'm holding up my phone for the YouTube people. This is without question the first thing I reach for in the morning, and it is without question the worst thing that I could grab because I spend an hour on that. I spend my first hour with coffee, with SportsCenter, and with my phone and LinkedIn and Twitter and seeing the analytics on the podcast and reading how messed up things are in society on USA Today, and that's how I start my morning. When, when it should be, it should be some, I'm not saying I know what I should replace that with, I don't, but I know it probably shouldn't be that. Okay, so here, here's my mindset on, on this again. I'm going to create better momentum in my mornings. I'm without question going to create better momentum for my weekends on Saturday mornings. That, those are my goals. If anybody is listening to this, and I know people that I, I work with and for, although we try not to say work for, the people I work with that listen to this podcast, you hold me accountable to this. I'm going to have great mornings. I'm going to build momentum every morning, and I'm going to have great momentum that start my weekends because I'm going to kick ass next weekend. Okay. Now I do have my kids next weekend. Not that I can't kick butt with my kids, um, but I'm going to have a great weekend next week. Okay. So, but here's the other thing I want you to consider. Not only building momentum, just consider also retaining and staying focused on the momentum you're creating, right? It's got to be that for me this week. I'm going to build momentum, but then I'm going to stay focused as the momentum rolls. Momentum is just, isn't it? It's crazy that if I can get downstairs to my basement, which is right down those doors, if you're looking on YouTube, right down those doors, if I can get down there and get on that yoga mat, those weights, turn on a YouTube channel of one of these, you know, yoga or P90X type things, and I get rolling, it's just that little bit to go. Or if I can walk out these doors right here behind me and build that type of momentum and just walk outside. And just walk around the block, run around the block, create that type of momentum. I believe my day would be different. 
Okay, so that's kind of the long story about my weekend. Um, but hopefully that resonates with you because the, the North Carolina basketball, um, you, for, for 50 plus years, I would say, you, uh, before they have, right now their head coach is Roy Williams. Before they had Roy Williams, they had another coach named Matt Doherty. But before him, they had the coach named Dean Smith. And Dean Smith could have been there 30-plus years, won many national championships, and at one point was probably regarded as the best coach in the history of basketball. At that, maybe at a point. I don't know. Um, he coached Michael Jordan. Um, but anyway, he started every practice with a theme, a thought for the day, a theme. And, they, and that is a North Carolina tradition. Like today we're focusing on momentum and how to create momentum and how to sustain momentum and how to stay focused on your momentum. And I do that if you look at my daily planning sheets on, and I will post these again on YouTube. If you look up at the top, it says thought for the week. Okay, this, this is last week. This week it's going to say create and maintain momentum. Create and maintain momentum. Last week's thought for the week was really kind of a phrase that we got from Corey on the Friday talk. I didn't have really anything up there until Friday, but it says, and I do have this highlighted, passion is what you do and purpose is why you do it. I thought that was really good. Um, I'm going to roll through some of this stuff, and I'm sure I'll get sidetracked. I am on a time crunch this morning, so I'm time boxed a little bit, so we will only be able to go for so long before I have to kind of hit the road and get out. Um, so hard work combined with the right skills gets you momentum. What about this thought for this week leading into it, leading into your week? People project, and I, and I, put, all this, I put some of this stuff on Instagram. So if you happen to be on Instagram, go to Out From The Cube and, and follow, subscribe, whatever it is on Instagram. And what I do is when I take notes, I take pictures of these. If you go to my Instagram feed, you're essentially just going to see a bunch of quotes from my notes. But people will project their own limitations on you. And we've talked about this idea of the things that we tell our children and the things that get told to our children. Okay, I, let me tell you a story that I'm not proud of at all, okay? I figured out how to be more efficient with coffee. I make a big batch of it, a big giant batch of coffee, and it lasts me two days, right? That way I don't have to make it two days in a row. But then at one day, though, I am drinking day-old coffee, which it seems to work for me. That's a side note. Let me tell you something I'm not proud of. I coached a and, – and, I get long, uh, there's so much to cover here, but I want you to think about this and the things that we say to people and the things we say to kids. This is something I said when I was probably 20 to, uh, I was 21. 21 years old, I was coaching a 14, 15 year old select team in Utah, in Salt Lake City. We had a parent had asked me to coach this group because we met when I was a manager, whatever, at the University of Utah. So I would work these basketball camps at the University of Utah when I was getting my undergrad. When I got this, um, uh, when I was working there, I worked their summer camps and all that, and a, a dad saw me, and I typically have a lot of enthusiasm, and I'm, and I'm loud when I coach and all this sort of stuff. And so he came up to me and said, hey, if I, I, would you be interested in coaching this select AAU team? And I was like, sure, I will do that. So we ended up coaching them for a year and had some of the best players in Salt Lake City for 14 and 15 years. And we were, we were good. It was enjoyable. It was a great experience. Um, some of the kids I coached were incredible. Uh, all of them. All of the kids I coached were incredible. Uh, and they were great young men. It was, it was a great experience for me. We qualified for the national 
Championships, which were held in Frankfort, Kentucky. We went to Frankfort, Kentucky with all these kids, and we ended up doing fairly well. We ended up winning our pool. We ended up when they took two to the pool to, uh, you know, to then uh, kind of a loser out thing. And I think we ended up winning and then losing. So we did well. For us, we, we felt that was very good. And I, some of the best experiences I had. But this is something I said that I still remember when, and this is now 25 some years later. We were all sitting around and they were asking my opinion about skills and dreams and what they could do and how they could do it and all this sort of stuff. And I remember specifically saying to those 10 to 12 kids that I didn't think there was really a division one player there. Like, I'm not sure that we have a division one player here. I'm not sure. And I started talking about, like, you know, we've got to get better at this and you've got to get better at that. And I'm not sure you're going to be big enough or strong enough or fast enough or quick. I don't know if you shoot it well enough, blah, 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 blah. Right. I went down the line. Right. And some of the kids got, you know, we're, we're fine with it. All this sort of stuff. One kid went home. No, one kid got on the phone with his dad who was not there and told him that, hey, coach doesn't think I'm good enough, doesn't think I'm a Division I player, and that, that my dream of doing that is not going to happen. Now, that, I, I remember that 20-some years later, right? And that is people projecting their limitations on you, right? Me saying something stupid. And listen, I regret that and don't know why I said that. Um, I remember apologizing uh, profusely to that kid and that family and trying to like, how mad would, if you have kids and somebody said that to your kid, how pissed off would you be? If somebody said that to my kid right now, I would be furious, right? Because my kid has dreams. My kid has ambition. My kid has the work ethic. My kid, my kids are doing X, Y, and Z to try to reach their dreams and things that they're, that are important to them right now. And if somebody rolled in and said something like that to them, I would be really upset. So why do we, but we say that to each other as adults. We say that to our teams. That is how we lead. That is the, the things we say in our companies, the same type of things, right? And I just remember circling back on that experience and being so remorseful of it. I have a gentleman that lives across the street that was a CTO, CIO. I think he was a CIO of a pretty well-known company here in St. Louis. And he has so much regret on the things he said, the way he treated people. He's retired. He's 70 years old now. Looks like he's younger than me. Looks like he's 48, 49. And I remember us sitting out there a couple months ago, him being so re remorseful of the things he said, the, the way he led, um, and the way he treated people and kind of the same manner in which I kind of spoke with that one young kid at 14 years old, 14 years old, saying something to, to that I, you know, of not encouraging, you know, the right thing to say is you guys can do whatever you want to do. You can be whoever you want to be. You can accomplish whatever you want to accomplish, but there's work involved in that. There's doing things correctly. There is sacrifice involved in that. There is a commitment to that. And you have to, a phrase that I used three weeks ago on my thought for the week was to think and behave and perform differently. You have to be different. You can do anything. Anything would have been the message to say to those young kids. Now, that's also the same message we need to say to our teams this week. All those teams 
that you are, you know, to, to quote the guy that uh, runs the, the Barry Waymiller, Waymiller group here in St. Louis, where he talks about the people under your care. And we talked about that last week. You have people under your care as a leader, and you need to sit back with the mindset of, of encouragement. Um, there are people I know right now, and I'm telling you, this is a fact. These are people I know that I've had conversations with the past week that spent their entire weekend on edge, anxious, frustrated, um, you know, wound tight, um, just not enjoyable, whatever it might be, right? I'm not picking the right phrase for this because of the way they're being led, the people they have to work for. I had those conversations last week about how their whole weekend was going to be bad. And they vented to me last week and vented and vented and vented. And I'm like, man, that is just such a rough environment to be in where you are going to spend your, but I, but I, but I thought about it from the perspective of the leader. If that were me and I were sitting there going, you know what? Five people are leaving Friday at five o'clock and they're going to have a crappy weekend. They're going to have a crappy weekend a non-fulfilled weekend. They're not excited about the weekend. They're going to be thinking about Monday morning coming back here because of the way I'm leading them, because of the way I'm communicating with them, with the way I'm talking to them and the way I'm inspiring them or the way that I'm just dogging them. Every single day, I'm dogging them. And some people are fine with that. Some people really love that control. Some people love to have that pull that handle on people in such a way. I saw anybody listening to this that has anybody that they are that reports to them. I hope that when this week is over and it is Friday and it is five o'clock that your mindset is those people that I am leading, are they going home excited about their weekend because they had an exciting week at work? Are they going home and having a apologize for the language. Are they going home and having a shitty weekend because of me? Because of this job, this project, this client, and me not being able to uh, create that environment for them. Now, I'm not saying everything needs to be Pollyanna and all this and uh, clowns and uh, clouds and balloons and, you know, horseback rides and all that. I'm not suggesting that. Business is hard. Leadership is hard. Getting the most out of people is hard. But I just know in this day and age, we don't spend it. My mindset would be, we're going to, Monday morning, I'm going to get with my people. We're going to set the table for how this week's going to go. We're going to know exactly what we need to get done. We're going to count on each other to get it done. We're going to be accountable to one another. We're going to help one another. We're going to, um, if people get stuck, they're going to ask for help. And we're all going to do this together. And so when Friday at 5 o'clock rolls around, we're going to look at our week, Monday to, Monday to Friday. We're going to be excited about what we accomplished, how we accomplished it, that we did it together, that we uh, are, are closer together. Uh, to perform than we were on Monday, and that when when Friday at five o'clock rolls around, we are going to be excited about our weekend because we we had a great week together. That's that's what I would be thinking about. People project their own limitations on you, right? And I got sidetracked from that with some of this other stuff, but that is super important to me. And the first thing I thought of is something from 25 years ago, leading young men and then not giving them the juice to dream, to think that they could be the best, um, but me placing limitations on them. 
there's really nothing that we can't accomplish in this stinking life. And all we have to do is battle the people that tell us no. That's really it. We've got to stay focused and get the, listen, we got to do two things. This is, now I'm, now I'm bouncing too much. We got to get the negative voices out of, we got to get the negative voice out of our own head, right? I love my mom to death. One of the best people in the world. Love her, love her, love her. 68 years old. Think she's great. But if you try to, there are people that are 80, 85, 90 years old that start running marathons, right? There are people that just say, you know what? I'm going to suck the most out of life. They get after things. And when I talk to my mom about maybe a change in, um, you know, just doing maybe a change in being healthy or being going out and making friends, doing whatever it is, right? But let's just focus on like kind of the health thing. You go to certain people and I'm not suggesting that, you know, that, you know, that there's always these people and, and not, I'm not bagging on my mom by any stretch. But if you sit there and say, mom, there's people that are 80 years old running marathons. You know, your age of 68 is just a number. There is nothing you can't accomplish. And you start juicing her up and getting her motivated and she's going to do this. But let's, let's start working out together. Let's start running together. Let's start going for a walk. Let's start doing X, Y, and Z. And you get somebody really juiced up to do things, but then in their own mind, as Tony Robbins called limiting beliefs, you sit there with your own limiting beliefs and you sit there and say, I'm too old. I don't have the resources. Um, it's in the Midwest and it's, it's getting to be the cold season and it's going to be too cold outside for me. Um, I don't have any friends. I don't make enough money. I don't know those people or I don't have the right running shoes or I, it's going to cost me too much money to get this and go find these people to support me. I don't have anybody to go with. And you start rattling off all these reasons why stuff won't work. Right? So one is to get out of your own mind. People projecting their own limitations on you. One is to get out of your own mind. And to just have this mindset of, and that's essentially how this podcast kind of started, was I was sitting around just saying, I had all these negative thoughts and beliefs and ideas in my mind about who wouldn't like it, nobody would listen, nobody's going to pay attention, and when the people do, they're going to give negative feedback, they're going to laugh at me, they're going to do this, and I'm not smart enough, I don't, whatever it is, right? Once I got out of my own mind and started controlling the thoughts that were in my own mind, everything else was easy. But then the other thing is you don't let other voices in your head. Get your own negative voices out of your head and don't let other voices in your head. And that's uh, unfortunately what I did with those kids, right? Those kids were not well-equipped at that time, right, to probably sit there and say, well, here's somebody I look up to. Here's a coach. Here's a leader. Here's somebody that I'm expected to respect and listen to, and he's sitting here telling me I can't do something, right? So with that mindset, doesn't that make sense? Does it make sense to have a 22-year-old guy coaching a bunch of kids? And ha is it reasonable to think that those kids would look up to that guy? He knows a lot about basketball. He's been with them a whole year. He's gotten the kids better. They, they respect him and look up to him and admire him, all that. Isn't that reasonable to expect? I would say yes. And then when that person that they respect and admire and look up to then tells them, you're not good enough for X, Y, and Z. Isn't it reasonable enough for them to believe that? You and your teams, isn't it reasonable to expect that those people under your care look up to admire and respect you? Yes. 
I think it is without question reasonable to think that, expect that, and to know that that is happening Monday, November 5th. Then is it also reasonable to expect that when you beat them down, say they're not good enough, say they can't accomplish things, think, say that they're not smart enough, and you stop really thinking about their personal professional improvement, that is it also reasonable to think that they will also believe you? I think so. I think it's reasonable to expect that, right? I'm 45, right? It is reasonable to think that the people I report to, that I look up to them, I admire them, I respect them, that if I got beat down by those people, that I would believe them. So as Jason Wells says in our other talks, I got goosebumps thinking about this stuff, right? That seems to be something you say on these podcasts because I seem to hear that a lot, but that is right, right? So if you're leading teams, one, I would never stop. You know what? Uh, here's the one thing, uh, the drawback, and let me draw the parallel to coach uh, to, to, from basketball to business. I, I worked, I wouldn't say I worked for any of this sort of stuff, but I was fortunate that I worked under, I'm just going to use that phrase, even though I probably, I was a manager for Rick Majerus. Rick Majerus, who I regard as maybe the best basketball coach I've ever seen. That's now, I'm not saying he's the best ever. I'm just saying in the people that I observed and watched, took notes from and learned from, he's the best. One thing in the three years I observed him and the many years that I followed him and took notes on him and talked to people about him and all this sort of stuff, all those practices, all those workouts, one thing he never omitted that he never removed from a practice plan. It was in every single one. And when I say every single one, I don't mean like he missed one or two. I mean every single day he worked his players out. One thing he always did was skill development. Skill development. So what that means is this. They worked on individual skills every single day that he was with them. There's just times during a year where you're just not with your kids. But during the season – or whenever he could work them out, their skill development was the most important thing to him. Over team stuff, over, you know, out-of-bounds plays or what, anything. Anything regarding basketball-related, it was always skill development. So what that is, for those that don't know basketball, that's you're shooting the basketball, shooting it correctly. You're handling the basketball and dribbling and your stance and how to come off screen, whatever it might be, right? Not a day ever went by that their skills weren't enhanced. What's that have to do with basketball to business now? As a leader, how important is the development of your people? Because we do sit there and talk about these limitations. You can't do this. This isn't, you know, and this stuff isn't important or, you know, whatever those limitations you put on. Because the thing we just talked about was how those people look up to and admire and respect you and the things you say and the, and the way you organize your team, they will fall in line with. They will believe for the most part, not always, for the most part. How important is your personal development and skill development of your team, of your people, of the people that report to you? To Majerus, it was the most important. It was every single day and every single detail of what you did. Every single detail mattered to him because it was all about you being the best that you could be. The thing he always said, and I heard him say it to a recruit, and I carried this with me all my years of recruiting, that if you don't leave here the best player you can be skill-wise, the best player 
you can be, if you don't leave here in four years with that, I failed you. Does that make sense? Let me say that again. If you don't leave here in four years, the best basketball player you could possibly be, I have failed you. What do you think about that in the business world? If I'm going to do everything I can to prepare you to be the best, to reach your goals, reach your dreams without limitations, without me saying you can't do things. And I'm going to develop you the best I can possibly do. Because when you leave here, I want you to say that's the best job, best company, best team I've ever been a part of. And maybe I just left for more money, better position, with different different product, different, uh, different vertical, different sale, whatever it is, right? I understand people leave. People leave our company, even though this is the best company they've ever worked for, our company Polaris. That just happens, right? Because maybe, maybe there's people in front of them. Maybe there's, maybe they, maybe there's a, a better paycheck. Maybe there's better technologies, a better client, more responsibility. I get it. But the people that leave our company typically sit back and say, that was the best job, best company, and some of the best people. And I got so much better. I got so much better being there than I would have anywhere else. Do you, can you say that as your people? So as you're driving in, I can picture the people that listen to this podcast, and I'm picturing you. And you're driving into your work, and you're listening to this. How, think, about, think about skill development, personal development of your team. What can I do to make sure that, in, that when they leave here, this is the best job, they got the most attention, they were the most developed, this is the best it's ever going to be for them. So when they are sitting around five years from now, having drinks somewhere, and they're talking about their jobs, and they sit there and say, you know what the best place to work in this town is? Polaris Solutions. You know why? Because it was about a lot more than just the client. It was about me being the best I could be. It's about me providing the most value that I could provide and being supported to do so, right? Right, so all this, I only got through two things on this list and I wanted to get through it all, right? So um, plenty to talk about um, this week. So building, mo I've, and I got to shortchange this, um, but my hope is, is that you build momentum. This, listen, this is just me. And I told people to hold me accountable. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. Ask me, on, ask me tomorrow afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, somebody reach out to me on LinkedIn and say, how did your, how did your Tuesday morning go? I'm going to stay away from this. I'm going to build momentum. I'm going to be with my kids tomorrow morning. We're going to do some great things even before the school day starts. I'm going to catch up on some things. And my mindset is also this weekend to build momentum for my weekend as early as possible, meaning Saturday morning. And I'm going to stay focused on that throughout the weekend. And I'm going to build momentum early Saturday morning because that will leverage my whole weekend instead of creating that momentum Sunday at six o'clock, which is exactly what I did. I was ready to crush my weekend last night at six o'clock. Right. And, and that just didn't happen. Right. And again, there are times that you just need to, Take a deep breath and relax and sit down and, and just kind of recharge. It was my recharging weekend. Um, and then, you know, hard work combined with the right skills will help me create momentum. Um, I hope, listen, I hope you have a great week. I need to get out of here. Um, have a great week. Passion is what you do and purpose is why you do it. Do this for me. 
go listen to that Ed Milet video because I listened to it twice and I am writing it down in my planner to listen to it again this week. Ed Milet, Dean Graziano, I believe that's how you say his name. I have actually reached out to both of them. Listen, I have 50 now, 51 episodes of this podcast. I have reached out to Ed Milet and Dean Graziano and I, and, and, and I have asked them both to be on this podcast. Now, if Dean comes back on, I need to make sure I know how to pronounce his name before he comes on, right? Um, but I've asked both those guys, right? Uh, Alan Stein has a great thing. All the, hey, go find mentors. Go find people you admire. Go find people in positions that you want to be in. Ask them to be your friend. Ask to go to lunch. Ask to go to dinner. Ask to go have coffee or drinks and take notes and learn and ask questions and try to be the best you can be. Let people know you want their job. All they can do is say no. All they can do is say no. Or you can just sit in that stinking cubicle the rest of this week, the rest of this quarter, and the rest of 2029, uh, 2019 when it gets going. Or you can make these small little changes. 1% mindset, that's a thing on Twitter, and that's what I'm subscribing to this week. 1%. I don't got to crush it this week. I don't have to be this guy that has that you know, Colorado – beach house. I don't need to be taking this great vacation down to the panhandle of Florida. I don't need to be doing any of that this week. All I got to do this week is get a little bit better, right? I've just got to, and what, you know what I want to do? This is what I want to do. This is back to Jason Wells a few weeks ago. Who's going to become great because of my greatness. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm great, but the, the 1%, who can I pull with me this week? Who can I encourage? Who can I inspire? Who can I help get to where they want to be? Who can I help bookend their week? And how can I do a better job myself? So listen, uh, I'm going to get out real quick. I hope you have a great week. Subscribe to this. Share it. We do have it on YouTube. It's in the show notes. Go listen to D, uh, Ed Milet's video. And do me a favor. I thought the episode last week with Jason Wells on Thursday and Corey Poirier, who we recorded with on Friday, I thought those were great episodes. I was super inspired and passionate and excited about both of them. And then I'm always going to plug this because it's been our best episode uh, so far that has resonated with people. The Dean Furness episode from a number of weeks ago continues to inspire people and move people and, and, and including me. He's a phenomenal person. It's a great hour and 14 minute talk that I really enjoyed. Listen, have a great week. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. Hold me accountable and let's, and let's crush it this week. Take care. Have a great week. Thank you.